I'd like for us to, to read this together. Um, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Let's read it out loud together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And that's repeated in the New Testament. So this morning, because I love God. The verse that I want to talk about is verse 2 in Psalm 1. Let me just quote Psalm 1 for you. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knows the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. The blessed man and woman What a description. What a description. The blessed man, it says what he doesn't do, and it says what he does do. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And what does he do? He meditates in it all the time. All the time, his thoughts are filled with the law of the Lord. So, how, you, how do you delight in something? How do you delight in something? When you delight in something, you find pleasure in it. You find satisfaction and joy in it. Or you, you could also say you take pleasure in it. You take satisfaction from it. 
you take joy from it. You go after it. When you delight in something, you take initiative towards it. That's not all passive. It's proactive as well. We can use this very verse. Scripture is the best explanation of Scripture. We, uh, Adam had a testimony about that. So his delight is in the law of the Lord. Well, how do you delight in something? The second line can give us a clue. Meditate in it. You delight in it by meditating in it all the time. That implies active mental engagement, focus, discipline with our mind. Meditate. We think about it. We rehearse it. Sometimes it works best to rehearse things out loud with our voice. We hear ourselves say it. We rehearse it by saying it. All right? So we say, we rehearse it in our minds, we rehearse it with our mouth, we say God's law, and we just meditate on it. We think about it. We think about it. So if you're uh, rehearsing something, you are taking initiative towards it. I found that interesting that you could say the same thing about delighting as you can meditating. When you delight in something, you take initiative towards it. Or them. When you delight, when you meditate on something, you take initiative towards it. Same thing, taking initiative towards it. Now, God's word, we have some other, some other uh, definitions of what we do with God's law or God's word. In scripture, it talks about seeking, it talks about believing, it talks about trembling before it, it talks about binding it on our hearts and tying it to our finger and it talks about teaching it and talking it and posting it and writing it down and letting it lead us and letting it keep us and, and speak to us and we speak it. That's God's word. So delighting in, meditating in God's law, that gives you a little bit of an idea. So we talked about what is delighting, what is meditating. Now what is the law of the Lord? When I say the law of the Lord, it's like, okay, so what's that? Well, it can be a lot of things, but when I think of law, I think of do's and don'ts. I think of commands. Law of the Lord could also be God's word. That's where we get our commands, the do's and don'ts. Uh, Kendall read this morning of what it's going to look like at the end of time. And if you would just read that scripture alone, you'd think that the only requirement for, for uh, being blessed in eternity 
is by what you do or don't do. It's very clear in that scripture. Those who were saved did the right things. They fed the hungry. They clothed the naked. They visited the sick and those in prison. Those who didn't do it were not saved. And uh, that scripture is very important because that is true. However, it's more than that. There's the rest of the Bible too. But that's God's law. That's God's command. And that's God's word. And we, we listen to it. We heed it. We do it. It's the right and wrong. It tells us what's right and it tells us what's wrong. It tells us the do's and the don'ts. But this other scripture we read this morning talked about loving God with all our heart. You could debate and debate and debate and discuss and disagree and agree and try to write stuff up on the do's and don'ts in life till you go crazy. There are definites. This word has definites in it, the do's and don'ts. But I find it so helpful to think about what is the greatest commandment. What is the greatest commandment? Scripture talks about the greatest commandment. In other places it says the first commandment. And it's also called the royal law. The royal law. The New Testament also says all the law and the prophets can be summed up in one word. Love. Love for God. Now that doesn't mean we just say, I love God and do as we please. Absolutely not. We will be judged at the end of time by our do's and don'ts. But what's going to guide our do's and don'ts? What's going to clarify our do's and don'ts? What's going to motivate our do's and don'ts? It comes back to loving God with all our heart. And if we love God with all our heart, the next thing that it leads us to is loving people, God's creation, created in His image. I find that so helpful and so clarifying. So when I think of delighting in the law of the Lord... The law is summed up in one word, loving God. Loving God. So when I think of meditating in the law of the Lord, it's how can I love God? How can I love God? How can you love God? Well, I said the second one is loving people. But this morning I'd like for us to think about loving God in all we do. Everything we do. The do's and the don'ts. I do the do's because I love God. I say no to the don'ts because I love God.
And we need to meditate on that and ask ourselves the question, how can I love God in what I'm doing? How can I love God as I do it? So this morning I'm preaching a sermon. So how can I do this out of love for God? I need to say, I'm doing this because I love God. And you're listening to me because you love God. I'm doing this because I love God. And then the second one, I'm doing this because I love God, I love you. And so I do this because I love you. And I choose to love God. And I choose to love you. I do it because I love God. Because I love God. Say that with me. Because I love God. Again, because I love God. Let's say it slowly. Because I love God. May that be our guide. May that be our motivation in all we do. I don't know about you, but when I'm facing something I don't want to do and that needs to be done, this helps. This helps. If I tell myself, you know what? I don't feel like doing this, but it needs to be done, and I know God wants me to do it. If I tell myself, well, well, duh, I want to love God more. Who of his children don't want to love him more? And so this is one way I can love him more. And it helps me do what I don't feel like doing. It helps me do the difficult things. It helps me say no to the things I need to say no to. I say no to this because I love God. I will put my heart into what I need to do because I love God. And I want to love God more. And I think most, if not all, of you do too. You want to love God more. Well, right here it is. Here's an opportunity for me to love God more. So, I wake up in the morning and don't feel like getting up. Any of you struggle with that motivation or with that scenario? Raise your hand. Come on. See if your hand, your arm works. Yeah, we wake up and we do not want to get out of bed. Yes. Well, let's start right there. Say, I'm going to get out of bed this morning because I love God. Try it. It's a way to love God more. And because we don't want to get out of bed, we're like, do I, is it time to get up already and face the day and whatever we're decided to dread that day? Well, because I love God, I'm going to quit complaining in my mind and I'm going to start praising Him. So because you love God, the moment you wake up, your alarm goes off or whatever. You say, because I love God, I praise God. I like doing that. The moment I wake up, I say, good morning, God. Thank you for a good night's sleep. Thank you for giving me life and health. 
thank you. And you start praising him. You don't even have to do it out loud. But just start because you love God. Because I love God, I get up and make my wife coffee. That nasty black stuff that uh, helps her praise God. Because I love God, I went to bed at a decent time last night so I could get up and seek the Lord, delight in the Lord, delight in His law. So because I love God, I can get up and praise Him and make my wife coffee and then spend time in prayer and spend time in His Word because I love God. I can seek Him through Bible reading and prayer. Because I love God, I make good food choices in eating. Because I love God, I spend time exercising and taking care of my body. Because I love God, I go to work. Because I love God, I choose to love those people at work and to think about them the way Jesus would think about them. Because I love God. And because I love God, I choose to act towards them, and relate with them the way Jesus would, the best that I know, the way Jesus would act and relate toward them, because I love God. Because of I love God, I'm willing to go the second mile at work. I'm willing to pick up the slack in other people. I'm willing to do, be wholehearted about my own part. Because I love God, I'm willing to stay after work if necessary, to get the job done or to get it done right. Or because I love God, I may need to uh, quit work early because of what he's asking me to do. Because I love God, I'm willing to give a listening ear to other people. Because I love God, I'm willing to cover others' mistakes. And because I love God, I don't brag about needing to cover other people's mistakes. And because I love God, I don't gossip about the other people's mistakes that I needed to cover. And because I love God, I apologize for my own mistakes and take responsibility for it. Because I love God, I forgive those who've taken advantage of me. Because I love God, I say positive things. I exercise mental discipline and throw out the thoughts from the enemy, the negativity from the enemy. Because I love God, I choose gratitude. Because I love God, I, I do everything I do throughout the day, and I choose to spend the evening the way he wants me to spend it, because I love him. So, in summary, the, the unpleasant things I do because I love God. The wonderful, the enjoyable, the pleasant things I also do because I love God. Doing what needs to be done anyway out of love for God because I love God. Doing everything 
out of love for God. So we're constantly thinking, constantly thinking, how can I love God in this? How can I love God in what I'm facing? How can I love God in what I'm doing? And we're meditating on this, and we're applying it as we go through our day. We're applying it. Well, I'm doing this out of love for God. And I'm delighting in that opportunity. Here is one way I can love God more. Something else, we face something else, or we hit something else. Well, here's the second way. Here's another way I can love God. And here's another way. And, and we're meditating on that, and as the ideas come, we're delighting in it. Oh, this is one way I can love God. I want to love God more. And he's giving me just one opportunity after another to love him more, to do what I have to do anyway out of love for him. And it makes it a delight. As we're meditating, we're asking questions. How will I go about it? How can I do it better? Or how can I, maybe because we love God, we have the grace to not do something or to say no to something that we want to do or think we have to do, but we really don't have to. God can give us the grace and we're able to do that. So love for God, I believe, is the greatest motivation in existence. I just invite us to go back to that over and over. The greatest motivation in existence. I also believe love for God is a great clarifier in what's the right thing to do at any given moment. What is the right thing to do? We often don't know, should I do this, should I do this? Well, the Bible says this, but it also says this, and this person says this, and this person says this. Going back to loving God is very helpful in clarifying what we should do. So because I love God, say that with me again, because I love God, and it says that the person that delights in the law of the Lord, this is the fruit of it. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, plenty of nourishment, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Never grouchy. His leaf will be healthy. And whatever he does shall prosper. Because I love God, everything I do is going to prosper. Now, that doesn't mean we won't have setbacks at time. That doesn't mean God's not going to lead us in a path that feels like a big detour and a waste in some way or another. But the overarching thing, I believe with all my heart, that will be prosperous, what really matters, what God wants to prosper, we will put our hands to that and it will prosper. Because I love God. Because you love God. So here's some questions that uh, I want to leave with you. In, in all of this, 
Am I doing this because I love God? Write that down or put it in your head and, and, and as you go through your week, you, you're in getting bored or you're uh, just kind of, eh, it just becomes kind of a daily grind or whatever. Ask yourself this question. Well, am I doing this because I love God. And if you don't know, ask God. Am I doing this because I love God? And if you're working with somebody or with somebody who knows you well, ask them, do you think that I'm doing this because I love God. Because they can often tell by our comments, by our attitudes, by how we're going at it. They can say, well, I'm not sure. In this way you may be, but in this way, eh, I'm not sure. I think you may have some, some uh, warped motives. But just ask yourself that question often. Are you doing this because you love God? Secondly, can I do this because I love God? If you're doing something that you can't do because you love God, then, then you need to say no to it. If you, yeah. And I'm not questioning your ability to do everything that you do out of love for God. I'm just saying that some things you can't, it doesn't go together. If you're in disobedience with what God says, and you, you can't do that because you love God. Because Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So keeping his commandments is the way you love God. And if, if this is disobeying his commandments, you can't do it because you love God. And I think there's a lot of people there. A lot of people are bent on doing something that's not according to God's commandments, and, and then he will give you the grace to say no. And in that case, because you love God, you will say no to disobedience. What will I change? What will change if I do this out of love for God? When you ask yourself that question, uh, am I doing this out of love for God? Uh, this is the next question. What will change if I do this out of love for God? Will I do it slower or faster or more thoroughly or less thoroughly or uh, with more uh, grace or with more thought? Or what, what will change? How will you go about it? How, how will you not go about it? So allow this list to be the motivation, the great motivator in everything that you do. Because I love God. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your goodness. Thank you that we are able to love because you loved us first. Lord, by faith we receive that love, and out of that we choose to love you in return through everything we do. Remind us, Lord, remind us often 
uh, Holy Spirit, just speak to us as we are doing the things that you've called us to do, that we think we need to do, and whether they're pleasant or unpleasant, in all that we do, God, we want to do everything out of love for you. And, and just help us to have the discipline and focus to think about it, to meditate on, on this. How can I love you in what I do? and choose to love you in what everything we do. We love you, Lord, and we want to love you more. And just shine your light on our path that the blindness would be taken away for the, uh, in the many, many, many opportunities you bring to us to love you more. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.